Hello, my name is John Donahue, and as always, welcome to the Bite Size Weight Loss Podcast for Human Design. Uh, in this podcast, I want to give you bite-sized tips, strategies, and insights to master the game of healthy weight loss without losing your mind in the process or giving up your life. And today, I want to talk about a really, really powerful concept that most people don't even think about when it comes to weight loss, and that is setting up your environment the right way so it doesn't sabotage your efforts. And before you switch off, and this because it's not one of the sexier subjects, this has more impact than you can absolutely imagine. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I read something recently, an award-winning nutrition journalist, uh, Tamar Haspel, said, and she's been covering nutrition for decades. And if you ask her why it's so hard to lose weight, her, the answer is clear to her. She states that the problem isn't education, it's temptation. Everybody knows what a good day of food would look like. And I've said this repeatedly on the show. You know that we need to eat fruits and vegetables and legumes and protein and all that stuff. But she says, unfortunately, we encounter temptation everywhere we turn. And that's also known as an obesogenic environment. So it's kind of set up for us to gain weight. You know, you have apps on your phone. You have sweet shops in every corner. You have deals on specials every uh, at the end of every island in the supermarket. You have treats in the house. You have treats in the office. You know, it's really, really difficult if you want to lose weight when you're surrounded by all this temptation. And the reason we overeat most of the time is because we're tempted. It's not because of lack of knowledge. It's not always because we're hungry. And then when we eat, we feel guilty and we eat more. So if more and more people are becoming obese and more people are becoming overweight, we have to look at the environment and the system itself. So today I want to talk about the limiting factor for weight loss or one of the limiting factors, and that is your environment. We're going to cover what the environment includes, why you might, why you might struggle with it, why it is a problem, and then some possible strategies to help and a couple of tips to help set up the main three environments in your life, which are probably your workspace, uh, your house, uh, and your car. Okay. Sounds simple, but it's really, really powerful, this stuff. So please give this show a quick listen before you think of switching off. It'll help you more than you think. And the, I recently read, I did a, a habit coach, a habit coaching course last year with the habit coach professionals. And one of the things they talked about was ontological design. You're probably thinking ontological what? Um, it, it's basically a design discipline concerned with designing the human experience. So, and it does so by operating under one essential assumption that by designing objects, spaces, tools, and experiences, we are in fact designing the human being itself. So like the idea of ontological design tells us, we shape our environment and then our environment shapes us. And one of the most effective behavior change techniques, especially for weight loss and healthy eating and maintaining that, is to create environments that make it easier to do what we want to do and to avoid doing what we want to do. And in another episode, I'll probably go more in depth on that because there's a book called Slim by Design about how to set up your entire environment to make this stuff easy. Remember, the ultimate goal when it comes to weight loss is to set up your environment to make you feel like you're swimming downstream and not upstream against the current. And like I said earlier, even the most disciplined person will give in uh, if the there's temptation everywhere. And there's a statistic, I think, you're 57% more likely to be obese if you're surrounded by obese people, okay? And I'm not saying obese people are bad people or overweight people are bad people. It's just saying if you're in that environment, you're more likely to gain weight. So, you know, our, what does our environment include? Well, it includes the physical space around us, such as your home, your workplace, as well as your outdoor environments. It includes our relationships and the people we interact with regularly. And it includes our culture and society. Now, I'm not going to be one of those people who says you're the average of five people you associate with. I'm not talking about giving up your friends and stuff here, right? I just want you to be aware of what's influencing your decisions and what's 
impacting your weight loss results. Now, why might people struggle with this, their environment? Well, environment can be limiting factors when we need to, uh, when we need too much active willpower and mental strength to stay on track. There's only so long that you can fight biology and temptation. Um, you will give in eventually. You know, environments can be a problem or a limiting factor when our physical environment is really stressful or it's overstimulating or it discourages regular activity. You know, we're lucky in Sydney, even though there's a lot of traffic, there's bike paths everywhere, there's parks. Um, I don't know where you live, but we're really, really lucky here and that the city's trying to help us be more active. Um, your environment might be a limiting factor when people in your social networks, such, such as your friends, your families, your coworkers, are really unsupportive or actually sabotaging your efforts. And I've had this happen. I've had clients lose 20, 30 kilos and their partner wasn't supportive. I've had uh, other people who wanted to get really lean and their their partners were like, oh, you don't need to get lean. You're fine the way you are. You know, they're subconsciously sabotaging their efforts. You could be living in a shared house where the person needs to take out every night and you have to kind of resist that. Or you could be somebody in your relationship where you want to eat healthy, but your partner doesn't want to eat healthy and they want to keep the biscuits in the house. You know, it gets quite complicated, but... I want to keep it simple on this podcast so we can help you do some actionable tips to set up your environment to actually make weight loss easier for you. You know, environment might be a limiting factor when your cultural group or broader society around you doesn't support healthy choices or maybe your workplace enforces really long hours and you have to get pizza every night when you're on projects. So you can see why environment might be a problem. And the most obvious one is when you have junk food in the house or treats in the house. That, that's something we'll talk about in the podcast. So why is it a problem? Well, we make we make thousands of decisions every day, and most of them are really relatively unconscious. Uh, they're automatic. And they, these decisions can are powerfully influenced by what's around us, whether we realize it or not. And if our physical and social environment supports our choices, then we can find it much easier to make those choices. You know, even the most motivated, determined, and driven person cannot white knuckle all their choices forever if their environment acts against them. That's how powerful this is. You know, I've heard a lot of researchers and experts say recently that fit people or people who are lean are not necessarily more disciplined. They don't necessarily have more willpower. It's because they set up their environments in a way, whether that's automatically or purposefully, in a way that requires them not to use much self-control. You know, if I have biscuits in the house, I'm going to eat them. So I just don't have them in the house. I'll get them at the weekend. I eat them in and enjoy them. During the week, I don't because I'll just be too tempted. I'll have to wrestle with that decision every two minutes after dinner. Oh, I'll have a biscuit. Will I not have a biscuit? So I set up my environment to make self-control easy. I bring a sandwich to work because I know there's a cafe next door. There's lovely curries, lovely stir fries, but they're loaded in calories. I know if I get into the habit of eating them, I'll crave them more and more. So I'm trying to set up my environment to make it easy. And a lot of fit people do the same. A lot of people who have managed their weight, it's not because they have extraordinary levels of discipline and willpower. It's because they've set up their environment in the right way. You know, if you make uh, hundreds of decisions all day at work and, they, and your willpower tank drains because, you know, you're trying not to yell at your boss, you're, yeah, you'll come home, you know, ready to quit being a grown-up, basically. I love that saying. You'll just be too tired to do anything healthy. If you have to exert more willpower at home after making 100 decisions during the day at work, and then your kitchen is full of poor food choices uh, and people around you are getting takeout pizza again, then you'll just, you'll pretty much often give up. And, you know, we can, we can either beat ourselves up each day for being a willpower weakling, or, you know, we could just create an environment that doesn't require so much willpower. So how do we do that? So let's go over some quick tips. So, you know, one of the 
simple things we can do is what's called habit triggering or habit pairing. And that's where, you know, most of our automatic behaviors are often triggered by something, a prompt or a cue. For example, you put the kids to bed, you sit down on the sofa, oh, I need a glass of wine. Or it's after dinner, oh, I'm feeling so sweet, I'm watching Netflix, I need some ice cream. Or it's three o'clock, I've got nothing available, I'm starving, better go to the vending machine, you know. But we can use those triggers to jumpstart healthy habits. So, you know, you can decide decide on a cue that you'll use as a reminder to do a new healthy habit. For example, if my phone alarm goes off, I'll stand up and stretch. If um, if um, Or you can put a post-it note on your computer to remind you to get up every 30 minutes and, and move for two minutes. You can leave your gym gear on the chair every morning just as you're walking out the door so you can pick it up. You know, there's ways to do this. You can also pair two habits together, like an old habit and a new one. You know, after I brush my teeth, I'll do 10 push-ups or I'll keep my workout shoes right next to where my car keys usually go. So I'll be reminded to take them with me. You know, these are just some simple strategies, but other ones are the, one of the best ones I enjoy is to shape the path. So I talked about this in a few podcasts ago where, you know, if you, it's called shaping the path or the kitchen cleanout. So basically if a food's in your house or your possession, either you, someone you love or someone you marginally tolerate will eventually eat it. All right. But if a healthy food is in your house, or in sight, either you, someone you love, or somebody you marginally tolerate will also eat it. So in other words, keep your healthy stuff nearby and convenient, and it'll create and set up routines and environments in your home and work that support your goals, and keep the unhealthy stuff as far away and as inconvenient as possible. Make it hard for unhealthy stuff to get to you. Make it less visible, and all this stuff can really, really help to set you up to make your environment much easier and to lose weight, and that's what it's that's what it's all about. We want to make it feel like we're swimming downstream. So here's three major spaces you might want to look at. Okay, so number one, your workspace. So obviously you spend a lot of time during the week at your workplace and it's even more difficult now after COVID when you're spending more time at home and you're thinking about food in between, you know, meetings and stuff like that. You know, think about your workspace. Do you keep crisps or chocolate in your drawers? Do you have a stash of biscuits on your desk? Is lunch something you buy out every day? You know, by removing these tempting foods from your workplace and taking your own lunch each day, by preparing a, a lunch the night before, you'll easily be able to stay on track and stick to your weight loss goals. And another simple tip is to try and keep your desk clean and clear of clutter. When your desk is messy or it's piled high with paperwork, it's got empty coffee cups, your mind becomes cluttered too. This can often lead to feelings of stress, which can then lead to more emotional eating, which I talked about in a previous podcast. So you can see how this all ties in. It's kind of on a superficial level and then a more deeper emotional level. And your car, I'm surprised nobody's thought about this, but you might wonder what the connection between your car and weight loss is. Well, a lot of people eat in their car. They keep a secret stash of um, sweets in the glove box or they eat their fast food after going through the drive through on their way home. You know, and then let's say, for example, you have takeaway on the way home. The next day when you get in the car, you can probably still smell the takeaway that you brought the night before. And then even smelling that takeaway food can increase the temptation to eat more of it. So make sure you keep your car clean on the inside, throw out the rubbish, take away, get rid of all the takeaway wrappers and drink cans on the seats and the floor because it'll only make it easier to buy those foods again. And then if you want to burn some extra calories, give your car a complete wash inside and out. I'm making a non-negotiable rule that the only thing you'll consume in the car is water. Now, if you're a salesperson, you need to travel long hours and long distances. It might be getting an esky, like a nice cool esky with some fruit or some, uh, I don't know, protein bars or something that's really, really healthy that you can 
choose when you're get, getting tired and you want to make more emotional decisions about your food and when you slip into habit mode. And then the last space is your bedroom. Sleep plays a really important role in weight loss, which I've talked about in previous podcasts about how sleep impacts weight loss because those people who don't get a lot of sleep quite often have shown to be uh, have higher levels of the hormone ghrelin circulating in their body. And ghrelin is a hunger hormone, so it encourages you to eat, makes you think about food more. So the less sleep you get, the more this hormone impacts your food decisions. And we crave higher sugar foods because we're tired and the brain wants some glucose. You know, setting up your bedroom environment is really, really important. So, you know, pick up the dirty laundry off the floor, clean up the clutter, put some nice sheets on the bed, get a nice pillow. I remember reading in The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape. He's one of the, probably the most popular financial advisor in Australia. Um, and he actually said three of the most important things to get in life. I think it was a good mattress, a good pair of underwear or socks and a good pillow. That's how important it is for a peaceful, restful sleep. And they help you make better decisions the day after, okay? It'll help you want to go to bed earlier. And so this all stuff, this stuff all apply, applies, okay? We want to set up the environment to make weight loss as easy as possible. You are literally fighting temptation. If you think, oh, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to eat really healthy, but you keep alcohol and sweets and crisps and processed food visible everywhere. You go into work and there's stuff on your desk, you know, I think one study that Brian Wanzig showed, a professor from Cornell, showed that people are 83% less likely to eat junk food in the office if it's covered in a dark jar and put in the cupboard in another room. But if it's inside, people are 83% more likely to reach for it if it's right on the desk or on the table in front of them. So all this stuff matters. On another podcast, I might talk up talk about setting up your internal environment, which is more about your habits and your mindset and, and you know, things like being a perfectionist or lack of confidence. Uh, people pleasing things like that but today i wanted to talk about the physical and built environment the environment that surrounds you so there you go that was a quicker podcast today i really really hope that some of these tips help and please don't laugh this off this is more powerful than you can imagine imagine you come home and there's no treat foods in the house and you might think oh my god john you've got no life that's boring but trust me by getting rid of the temptation or minimize the temptation it really, really helps for you to stick to your goals and makes weight loss much more sustainable. And like that journalist said, it's not about education. It's about temptation. We are living in an environment where there's temptation everywhere. And if you want to fight that temptation, go ahead, do it. But you will not last long. You know, the most disciplined person will give in eventually. So if you're not the most disciplined person, uh, you might think twice about doing it. So thanks very much again. For listening to the podcast, I'll be back soon with another podcast. If you can, please give it a quick rating. It helps spread the good information to other people who are struggling with their weight loss and want to learn simple tips to uh, get results, be healthy, and uh, improve their weight for the rest of their life. All right, have a great day. Thanks for listening.